Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. And welcome to this week's edition of Hold On, Let Me Tell It podcast. Yeah, coming to you live from the Dongsville Podcast Studio and Toy Museum right here in Janesville, Wisconsin. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, Sarah Barfield. Hello. Hey. What does the sign on an out-of-business brothel say? I like where this is going. You guys should know. We should? Because you visit them all the time. Do you think there's a brothel here in town? We could probably find one. Probably sure. Find one, yeah. Under, at Jamesville least a rub and tug at the least. <laughs> Dark web. All right, we forget. We, well, anyway. we give. It says, beat it, we're closed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I had a lot of of good response to last week's show. People always tend to like the games. I think it's like a play at home uh, aspect to it. And I always say, like, are we doing too much, too many games? And I don't think so. I think, um, honestly, I really do think that if we had a revolving or rotating uh, schedule where the first half of the show we just shoot the breeze and the second half of the show we played a game i think people would actually dig that you know yeah. it's a good game what's that who am i who am i yeah who am do, i do you oh. want to give me a fucking name <laughs> no in, intro or anything <laughs> <laughs> um also i'm putting as much like, effort in like, as he is it's like, it's like, it's like um, guess who does he look like a bitch he's crying <laughs> on the breakfast club yes. who am i sorry sarah took us down the long road with that fucking joke yeah, you bring up one brothel also, and his mind yeah, is gone yeah fork in the road always leads to brothel <laughs> also at the table adam tollefson hey yo this week's podcast is brought to us by down the street bar and grill it's located <laughs> at 967 south jackson street nope uh stop down on mondays they got free pool Discounted shots of Fireball Rumplemans and Goldschlager, and the sponsored tea of the week is Twisted. Twisted. Good old Twisted Tea for summer, because it feels like it right now. Who doesn't love it? Sponsoring today. Thursday, bags leagues are filling up quick. Stop down. It's $40 per team. You have to go down in person, get in there, because the Wednesday is already full, and we start next week. And oh, it's just shit. a one-time fee. One time fee, uh, and don't forget. Um, yeah, because some people play you know, like a bowling league where they got to show up with twenty dollars a week. No, it's one and done, and and a lot of teams get paid out. Plus, they normally do like a, a raffle um, where you buy these tickets for five dollars a pop, mm-hmm. and then if you get picked, you get three bags, and every bag that you make in is a portion of that pot. I don't have I ever been picked. Yes, I have. You've gotten picked before. I don't remember ever. I think of maybe one time at Riley's, but I don't think I've ever gotten picked at DTS in all the I years. I feel like you have. I feel like you have just last summer. Yeah. I think you shit the bed. <laughs> Not likely. Like Amber Heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to bring that up. That's great. Oh, Amber. Did you see that Lego thing I posted? Yes, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Somebody didn't like it. Oh, well. I know. People don't think stuff's funny. Some people aren't going to like us. That's true. They just aren't. But I did hear from um, a coworker who is kind of, she hasn't, I haven't worked with her for a a long time, but she messaged me and she's like, I didn't know you were doing a podcast. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm on episode 172. 
Hell of yeah. our show. Yeah. Nice. Do you know that this is number 173? So she's like <laughs> caught up. How the fuck? Junkie. So shout out to Lindsay Perry. And then, of course, another co-worker, Brian, commented, what podcast? So, and, and then she's like, yes. And she's even wearing her shirt in her profile picture, which I didn't notice before. At this point, I think um, Sarah's place of employment is the only thing keeping us going. <laughs> oh, I've, People reached out in this last episode. Yes. They, they liked you, it a lot. Who, who reached out? Um, I, got I saw Uncle John. Uncle John. There was like three other people. I saw. Liz, yeah, we do, the 90s trivia is a hit. Liz did reach Liz. out. She said, do not go back to Tuesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays is where it's at. The fourth I've been member. saying it for a month. The fourth member, <laughs> Al. Well, that's good. Well, I have some sad news. Oh, no. Yes. Remember on last week's show, we were talking about. Oh, no. The guy? No. The lady? No. Okay. The It's trivia night. It's not that sad. Oh. When we took first place. Yeah. Last Thursday, we had a fall from grace and took last. Oh, oh man, wow. who First wasn't who wasn't there? Last. It oh Jim, my Jim wasn't there, but it was Jody, mm-hmm. me, and your and Christy. Also, I wasn't there. That's what I was going for. But uh, well, you're not really on our team. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, have you ever taken a first place without me on your team? He's got a point. <laughs> Thanks. You know he doesn't want to give me credit either. He's sucking up because he didn't do his fucking homework. Oh, we'll talk about homework later. Dog ate it. Otis. Don't like. So what'd you guys do for Mother's Day? Uh, we hung out around the house. We had planned on like getting the yard going, getting the... I did put together another uh, set of patio furniture. We have like a really big front porch. Um, our backyard's fine, but the dog's shit back there and ends up just being like... Even if you pick up the shit, you still smell it. Mm, and, like, I get it. Yeah. Um... So yeah, we've been we've been kind of aiming towards more of like a hangout on the front porch. And so we already had four chairs and like two little tables, like end tables. It's not like it's not it doesn't look bad. They're all matchy matchy. And then I put together a like a love seat and two more chairs with a cocktail table. So we basically have like comfortable seating for eight out there. Uh, which we utilized this evening. Yeah, I got out of the car today, and I was like, holy shit, there's like <laughs> 10 people on your porch. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling and shit. Woo! <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yelling at neighbors. It's Wednesday. Telling people to slow down if they're driving too fast. Yeah. Dude, oh, we do like, that all the time. You could bring some old recliners and old couches out there for the front yard. That looks shitty. Really? Yes. I love it. I love that look. You do? An yeah. old couch on the front porch? More than anything. Go ahead and put a fucking broke down car up there, too. Yeah. yeah. And put something on cinder on blocks. Bricks. Toilet. Cinder blocks. <laughs> Toilet for my planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Mm. Okay, um, just throwing that idea out there. No, but I do want to have one of those, like, we just call it like a cooler party or whatever, where you just empty out the beer fridge. Yes, I'm waiting. I have so many to contribute. So do I. Like, Adam came over on Sunday. He had to put his 12-pack on the ground because there was, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> um, there wasn't, I, I haven't there been drinking no that much. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I don't know what to tell you. But no, so we I, I put together some some patio furniture on Mother's Day, and we had high hopes of getting you know the yard going stuff like that. But it was pretty chilly. Like Mother's Mother's Day was not a not an awesome day, and I felt like the threat of rain was looming all day. It never did come. No, it was shitty Friday and Saturday and Sunday. It was gorgeous. 
am I thinking of? I had to put a, I had to put a sweatshirt on at least, and maybe some pants on on Sunday. I think we ended up going over to the Keeleys. Um, Charlie was touting <laughs> the fact that he was going to make some fancy hamburgers. Mm. Yeah, um, were they? I mean, were they good hamburgers? Were they fancy? They were fine. Um, it was elk burgers on that he mixed with hamburger no. uh, and then like sharp shatter on a brioche bun. No, it was. Here's the thing: the mixing it with the hamburger took out any sort of because Adam's like, "Oh, you had elk. It was a fucking gamey as shit," and it wasn't. But it basic. I basically could not tell the difference between the hamburger I was eating and the hamburger that I would have just you know made myself. But did you have them side by side to taste them? What? No. Okay, then you don't know. But but here's no. the deal. So he says, what do you think it was worth it? And I'm like, do I think what was worth it? He's like, get in the elk. And I was like, well, how much did you pay for the elk? And he goes, well, I bought three pounds of it. It was 50 bucks. No. And I go, well, being that I can't tell the difference between a, a regular hamburger and this, then I'm going to say, no, it was not worth it. Like, it was fine. Yeah. But. Yeah. I wouldn't. You're not going to pull a fast one on me with that. Yeah. We used to do um, meat explosion every year. Yes, I remember talking about it. Okay. So the only time I ever threw away meat, sorry, Tyler, um, <laughs> he brought bison brats. Mm. And I was on, it, this one was at Castle Rock um, by Mauston. And mm. we had a campsite right by the Castle Rock Lake. I took one bite of this fucking thing and I was like, this is the gamiest shit I've ever mm. had in my life. And I had to, like, I, like I, I took a walk down to the, like, the lake was, like, 15 feet away. But I was, like, doing a walk. Like, after I took the bite, I just started walking. Let's go check out the lake a little bit. <laughs> I just chucked it on your mouth. Go check oh, out the lake dude, a little bit. totally. Just, I just chucked that as far as I could. It was the worst thing I ever tasted. I, I, was I like, so appreciate oh. Adam's caring for other people's feelings because if i took a bright bite of that and i thought it tasted like shit i would have been like this tastes like shit yeah and and meat explosion like somebody make a mcdonald's run this tastes like shit (laughs) where's my nuggets (laughs) and that like we have all this weird there's usually weird meat i mean yeah it it could be turtle it could be penis alligator it could be somebody brought an elk penis once dick uh really no probably not one time there was a lamb leg oh yeah goat leg it was a goat leg. leg Kyle Bouchard, right? Yes, just a just a leg of goat. Hoof <laughs> still on it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did oh. you guys just like bite it off the bone? Oh, it's slow cooked that bitch over an open over fire. fire. But then just pass the bone. Somebody at some point around. had to have grabbed it up and was just eating. Kyle it did. Of it. I have a picture of that. Yes, but then it was mostly just you know chop it up. Oh, you want to okay. try a little bit of this? Like sure. And it's like that's tastes like steak. It's fucking good. Huh. We have talked about meat explosion on here before, yeah. but it's been a while. Yeah. What was the most like exotic meat that you think was was brought to the table? Because that was part of it, right? Guys would try to like I'll almost one up each yeah. other. Yeah, it started off. You know, pretty simple. Like, well, I'll I'll get something cheese a little Cheddar weird. Worst. Yeah, <laughs> whoa, <Sorry>. brats. <laughs> what is this gummy bear? <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, I did. That's how. Oh, there's some. Oh, Sorgs yes, I did has a see gummy that. bear. Fuck Brat. you, Sorgs. That's you just jumped the shark. I also did say like it's gonna be too wet. Like when when people are busting out like apple and fucking something, I was like, I don't know about that. And then you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yes, I can't I, do. I don't know though. I, the, I don't, my favorite brat. Gummy is, bear and apple is different though. I mean, that's very like, true. 
Totally. Very true. Mm-hmm. I used to get like gummy bears in my ice cream at like TCBY when I was a yeah. kid. And even now, like I would never it's do that. It's a bad that. move. It's a terrible combo. Well, first of all, they get a little frozen. Yep. And then they're hard. They're, they're not hard. gummy they're anymore. Right. Yeah. And if they're sugar free, you're going to shit your pants. We learned that. <laughs> yeah. Harab, no. Harab, no. <laughs> What's her name? Probably just listen to that. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> uh, I got. Um, Hold on, I want to know what the uh, most... I, oh, exotic. Off the top of my head, I, I feel like Andy had something flown in from Vegas or something, and it was like... In and out burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been my Sonic. Um, yeah, it was something, it, it was something like uh, ostrich or something like that. Uh, it, it wasn't anything like, huh. you know, hmm. too crazy. Like Tiger King crazy? Yeah, we didn't get no tiger. <laughs> that's, a, that's illegal, bro. That's I don't know what website he ordered from. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Sarah? Um, well, I do have celebrity birthdays. <clears throat> oh yeah, let's do that. Um, so May thirteenth, mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel. Oh, mm. was he Wolf in Pulp Fiction? Yes, he was in The Irishman too. Yeah. I mean, I never in a saw ton. it. I never saw The Irishman. Oh, Bad Lieutenant. You guys, probably never you saw need it. like half a day to watch. Harvey that. Keitel is. Oh yeah, the Bad Lieutenant. Uh, um, hold on, let me do some math here. Okay, get the call. I'm going to say Harvey Keitel is 73 years old. 78. 82. Whoa! Yeah, it's got to right? be up there. Um. What, what do they look like, Jimmy? They look like a couple of dorks. <laughs> it's your clothes, motherfucker. <laughs> That's great. How about Stevie Wonder? Oh. Yeah. Adam, you go first on this Stevie Wonder. We got to alter. Oh, you just brought up Stevie, didn't you? Probably. I oh, you, no, no, you're talking about Coolio. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> another, he's got the braids. They just start way in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, like, Coolio? his whole hair. No, no Coolio only oh. has two. Stevie was, Stevie's got them all, but they do not well, start until. Well, he has until, a massive receding hairline. Exactly. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. they start at his ears. He don't care. He can't see it. Stevie. Stevie. 75. Ooh, Ooh I, I'm going to go 71. Matt, you are correct. Ding 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 ding. Um, real quick, have you heard the like the conspiracy theory on Stevie Wonder, like that he really can see and he's faking this shit? No. Yes, there Ooh, is aluminum foil hat time. <laughs> yes. So they're um, Stevie Wonder is one of these guys that goes to like Laker games and stuff and sits pretty much. I don't. Not, I'm not going to say courtside, but pretty pretty Good close seats, or whatever. Yeah. And. There's people that wa- like people watch him or whatever, and I, obviously if if the guys are like trampsing down the court, you'd hear that and like you could whatever. But like if a pass gets if if someone like is is uh, at the top of the key or whatever and like passes it, like you watch he he moves his head every like people are like this motherfucker can see, <laughs> and he's pardon the pun pulling the wool over all of our eyes. My answer to that, yeah. The man without fear, Daredevil. All your other sights or uh, are senses are enhanced, dude. He's just feeling that. Yes. Shit. He's been Stevie Wonder for yeah. Look, all I'm saying if, is I want to toss the ball fight. at him, and if he catches it, he's Daredevil. It's on. <laughs> he probably might be able to catch it. Yeah, dude, he can sense that shit. Mm. Daredevil fought 
kingpin and, and crime. You went out in an alley and fought people because of sense senses. Stevie can fucking see when Kobe was throwing a ball. Get out of here. Adam's comparing a, a fictional Marvel character to Stevie Wonder. Absolutely. Right now. Okay. Well, I, they I, say that your senses do get enhanced. I'm on no, I agree with that. So, Adam for this I, I, what I'm saying is that he's fighting. But based on the daredevil argument? No, just based okay, on. Okay, thank you. That's that. all I care about. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> Superman's a real guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about Stephen Colbert? Well, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. 64. I don't think he's that old. I'll go 58. Mm, 57. Darius Rucker. Oh. And if you know his middle name, you get a bonus. Howard. Mm-mm. Hootie? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Darius Rucker owns uh, the red Ric Flair robe. No. Yeah. He's a huge Ric Flair fan. Really? Yeah. There's a show on A&E called like WWE Hidden Treasures, which I maintain that most people that even if you didn't like wrestling would still kind of, it's like, it's kind of like American Pickers meets Pawn Stars, but for wrestling items. So they'll be like, well, we don't have a whole lot of uh, Undertaker memorabilia or Kane or whatever, you know, memorabilia. Let's go track some of this down. And they'll like get in the car and they'll make phone calls and they come up to all these like weird collectors. Like, they're going to knock on our door one day, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, probably. I only want to be with... Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the episodes, they're looking for uh, is this... It's called Ric Flair's Black Butterfly Robe. It's like one of the most iconic ones ever. It's the robe Rumble? he wore at Rumble 92. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Um, and, and they contact Ric Flair. Like, where do you think this robe is? He's like, I think I... I think I put it up for a charity auction. I'm pretty sure Darius Rucker bought it. And they like, call him up. He's like, yeah, they, I got it. They, he's like, yeah, uh, I don't have that one, but you're welcome to come see what I got. And he had a different one. I don't know if it was the pink one or whatever, but yeah. um, that's awesome. With that being said, I just want you to know I can always bring the conversation back to wrestling whenever the fuck I what want. What do you think for an age? For, um, for Hootie. 59. I like that guess. Feel free to fucking piggyback it. I'll do 57. Um, it's Darius Carlos Rucker mm. is going to be 55. Nice. All right. Okay. And to tie it back into last week, how about the worst Batman ever, Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Are we talking vampire years or? No. Um, human, <laughs> human years. He's human, immortal. Human years. You're up on this one, Adam. Yeah, I'm thinking. Didn't you see me drinking? Drink. That means I'm thinking. <laughs> Drink while you're <laughs> That dude's got to be like 35 at this point. Maybe older. I'll, I'll 35. I'm going to go 38. 35. Wow, good job. Good we both job, nailed one. Very good. Yeah. I got a little bit of today in history, but it wasn't too fantastic. What do you got? Anything good? Um, we just said it wasn't fantastic. No. But. 1989, thousands of students begin a hunger strike on Tiananmen Square in Beijing. The nonviolent occupation of the square was part of anti-corruption and pro-democracy demonstrations. Some 3,000 unarmed civilians were killed when the army cracked down on the protesters. Holy shit. It's a system of a down song, right? Back in my day, we just burned a monk and right? set an example. But That's the system of a down Is it? Song. 
Isn't that crazy? I mean, fits the bill. Jam that song. (laughs) Um, 1981, Pope John Paul II survives an assassination attempt. And May 13th, 1950, the very first Formula One World Championship season kicks off. Wow, F1. Do you think what that's is, when they started doing the Pope Mobile with the bulletproof uh, glass? <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. Probably. The Pope Mobile. Back in the 80s. Yeah. What, I um, bet you that's when set it off. You're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise <laughs> the assassination attempt would be moot. You'd be like, you're just going to shoot at my bubble? Like, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Serve double burden, those fuckers. <laughs> um, what did, I ran down my Mother's Day, but I don't think you guys said anything. Oh, my mom um, goes with the sisters, and they do manis and petties and brunch, and you know what I mean. They they whoop it up, so I get I get the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I stopped over in the afternoon and brought a present and some flowers and some garden flags and mm. bullshitted and um, saw Duke and yeah, just shot the shit. That's and fun. Hung up for a bit, yeah. That's fun. What about you? You're the only mother at the table. We had a perfect day on Saturday. Taylor came home. Well, first Jim and I went rummaging. And we Hell got yeah. the, And we got the convertible out. Nice. Yes, yeah, so that was fun. We did a lot of rummaging. And then, you still know to contact me whenever you come across wrestling stuff. Oh, yes. I yeah. keep my Wait, eyes peeled. him? Yeah, me. Both. I would do both. I, it's not, <laughs> I just do Matt and Adam. Um, rummaging question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a list or just anything? Anything goes. Anything goes. It does? A lot of times I look for prizes for games. That's good. Um, and somebody's 60th birthday is coming up around the corner, so I was kind of keeping my eye out for anything fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, the find of the day, I would say, was we have these, oh. like, light, I know, it's not. It's nothing very exciting. No, 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 I just thought of something, though. Oh, you want to say it? Nope. I'll well, wait. these lights in our kitchen that are kind of the wood box lights, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we, f- and I mean, they were expensive. With like a four foot fluorescent in them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then we have like a long one and then a, like a square one. Yeah. Um, but when we bought them, I don't know, it was almost 200 bucks and 150 bucks or something. I mean, they were pretty expensive. Yeah. We found one at a rummage that is exactly the same for $10. Wow. Yeah, so, so you're going to put another light in, or are you just keeping that in case one we're goes bad? We're keeping that in case one goes bad, or we might put it in the living room, because we have that, you know, it's yeah, all same. Open. But Jim's like, well, we'll take the convertible today, because then we can't buy anything that won't fit in it. And he <laughs> passed up, up, like, on all this shit, because we didn't have <laughs> the truck. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> The character. The character. That's what you get. No, but you go. do you go rummaging often? I do like to rummage and I like to thrift store. Like, what about estate sales? Yes, I love estate good. sales. What Although, if we every what if we do Sarah's uh, pickup of the week or something like that? And that's fun. Yeah, or just in general, like you don't have to go every week, but if you're out, I and about, feel like she probably goes just about every week to something. Yeah, I do. Right. See, I did. Now you feel obligated to buy at least one item that day. That's okay. I will. I do have a terrible story about one estate sale Liz and I went to on Chopier Road. Do I tell. can't wait to hear. I mean, it's an estate sale. So what do you think? An estate sale. People- Old dead people stuff. Okay, yes. So it's an estate sale, and we're walking around this these people, you know, this home, looking at all of their possessions, and except for the woman wasn't dead. She was in- <gasps> sitting there? She was in one of the bedrooms. 
That's fucked. Right? Like, not in good shape. Like, yeah, mm, not even like, gone like, probably yet. moving her to a home or something. Oh my god! But to have strangers come through and just pick—that's terrible. It that's kind a bad of happened. Move. It kind of happened to my grandma. Um, with family members. With though. family members, but it was still like, it still had to be really fucking weird for it's her. Still weird. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, but especially if like. Uh, that was just, I mean, yeah, and then you're that person whose house it is, and you have all these strangers rummaging through your shit. I'd want to grab, like, obscure items and be like, where'd you get this? <laughs> like, What's the story behind yeah. this? <laughs> so I'm guessing she was in the bedroom, so she wasn't um, doing the the bartering. No. You know, that that's the the, the daughter yeah. or whatever. That's the bitch daughter, I guarantee it. What if you're going like, to organize this what, thing? What if you just fucking... You're like, oh, it's nineteen dollars for this, huh? I'll be right back. <laughs> you <laughs> knock, you knock, pop knock. in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she says it's nineteen. Can I get this for fifteen or any, what? Any better? Hey, your mom said I get this for fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's her house. It's uh, her shit. Yeah, and then we just ended up uh, going to the butterfly for dinner on Saturday night. God damn, you've been on the butterfly twice now in the last year. Right? At least. Didn't you go New Year's Eve? At least. I've been there three times or three times at least. Step your game up. Love the butterfly. And then Sunday, really, we didn't do anything. That's, I kind of like don't do anything. Because it wasn't that nice outside. It was gorgeous outside. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was decent. It wasn't. Saturday was a little chill. Who the hell can remember these days? I don't know. All right. Um. Well, wait, I did want to say I have watched John Wick 2 and John Wick 3 now. Wow. I saw they had like all three of them on a Blu-ray. Yes. I have a great question for you then. What? Body count. What do you think we're at right now? (laughs) Oh, I don't even know. Do you want me to look it up? I haven't even seen one. I just know. I haven't either. I know. Is it high? high. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And they are so good. I'm... I wasn't sure if I would get into it, but I love them. They're very good. What are they on for streaming or anything? Um, I th- maybe Prime. Prime, I think. Fuck. We looked it up when we looked it up to see how old the movie was, and we both thought it was like in the nineties, yeah. <laughs> like twenty fourteen, ninety seven, or something like that. <laughs> I can't do the like the cable one, you know? No, like I'll chop the shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. But they're doing a fourth. Up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> get out of here. They're doing a fourth, huh? March of twenty twenty three. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Keanu. Keanu! I love him, too. He's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a genuinely nice guy. He seems Does like he it. he take the top spot uh, for characters in? Is John Wick your number one? For what? For Keanu characters. Oh. No, Point Break, Bodie. Or he's not Bodie. Agent, whatever the fuck. Oh. Johnny Utah. There you go. Condios. I don't know. I'll have to think on that one. I don't have an answer off the top I'd be a Bill head. guy, dude. Where's he, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> he's Ted, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like Ted. Patrick Swayze. Point Break. Yeah, mm. that movie fucking goes. Yeah, it does. That is a great movie. <laughs> I know. Good. I don't know why it gets panned. I don't know either. This is the nineties. I've yeah. seen it so many times. Me too. Have you? Mm-hmm. People love that fucking movie. I mm-hmm. fucking love that movie. Love they it. have the best robbery fucking mask. Oh, yes. it's like Ronald Reagan, the president. It's up, yep. there, it's up there, Dead Prez, and it's up there with uh, Dark Knight. I like yes. the fucking Joker mask. I do too. Because at the end, the fuck, I'm supposed to kill this guy. There's only one left. Yeah, it's so it's fucking great. beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes ever, especially an opening scene when he walks over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't notice it, but he's positioning that dude to get hit by the bus. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. Yeah. Bat. 
Yep. <laughs> and then just cruises out in the line of buses. Oh, that's great. That's the best Batman. Fantastic. Agree. All right. Well. Um, Did you change your shirt? All things cracking. I've been wearing this since I got home. I mean, I oh. changed out of my work clothes. I thought you had something different on before. Nope. Shout out to all things cracking. Are they still putting out episodes? I haven't it's seen. Been a little bit. Hey, yeah. Jake and Hoops, get on it. Yeah. Um, well, this show is going to release on Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we got a little something special for you guys. <laughs> so. Friday the 13th. You know we're going to jump at the chance to do a bonus creep show episode. Word. Um, I got some Friday the 13th facts in a little bit. Uh, Sarah's got a creep show. What you got, Sarah? All right. I am going to do the Kitty Genovese murder. Yes. All right. So I don't know if you guys... I have... happen to know what day it happened on. Mm-hmm. I did a look into this. Mm. So... The Kitty Genovese murder in Queens, New York in 1964 is one of the most famous murder cases to come out of New York City and into the national spotlight. What propelled it wasn't the crime or the investigation, but the press coverage that alleged the murder had many witnesses who refused to come to Kitty's defense. On Friday, March 13, 1964... Friday. Happy birthday, Nate Dog. Mm, oh, Um, So Friday the 13th at around 2.30 a.m., Kitty Genovese was returning home from her job at Ev's 11th Hour Bar. Kitty was almost to her apartment when she was approached by a man with a knife. She ran toward her apartment building, front door, when the man grabbed her and stabbed her while she screamed. A neighbor yelled out his window, Let that girl alone! Causing (laughs) Kitty's attacker to flee. Was this in Alabama or New York City? <laughs> Still New York. <laughs> your your uh, twang was uh... let that girl lamb. Um, she was seriously injured, but Kitty crawled to the rear of her apartment building and made it to the inside stairwell when her attacker returned ten minutes later, stabbed her, raped her, and stole her money. Kitty was eventually found by Sophie Farrer, a neighbor at the bottom of the stairwell, who screamed for someone to call the police. The police arrived several minutes later, but she died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Catherine Susan Kitty Genovese was born in Brooklyn, New York on July 7, 1935, to parents Vincent and Rachel. The oldest of five children, Kitty was a graduate of Prospect Heights High School and remembered as a very good student and voted class cut-up in her senior year. Following her graduation in 1953, Genovese's Kitty's mother witnessed a murder on the streets, which motivated the family to move to New Canaan, Connecticut. Kitty, however, remained in New York City. Oh, my God. Working as a secretary at an insurance company and working night at Ev's 11th Hour, a bar in the Hollis neighborhood of Queens. First as a bartender, then as the manager, prompting her to move to Queens. A decade later, in 1963, Kitty met her girlfriend, Marianne Zelenko, 
in a Greenwich Village nightclub. The two found a second-floor apartment together in Kew Gardens in Queens, which was considered a peaceful, safe area to live. It was 4 a.m. when police knocked on their apartment door and informed Marianne about the stabbing and Kitty's death. It wasn't until around 7 a.m. that Detective Sang arrived to question Marianne, who was being consoled with liquor by a neighbor. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you seem Dongsville neighbors. You think they're just going to come over and consult? No. They'll, be they'll, they'll be a drink. They're bringing their remote control <laughs> coolers and shit. <laughs> uh, later, homicide detectives John Carroll and Jerry Burns arrived and grilled Marianne on her relationship with Kitty. The questioning took an inappropriate turn, focusing on their sex life, and lasted for six hours. Later that week, police got a Just call. Just so the guy could beat off to it, I bet. Sick, yeah. Later that week, police got a call about a suspected robbery. When police showed up, they found a television in the trunk of the suspect's car. The man, Winston Mosley, was arrested and taken to the station where he confessed to stealing appliances dozens of times. Mosley drove a white Corvair, and this struck um, Detective Tartaglia, who remembered that some witnesses to Kitty's murder had reported seeing a white car. This was mentioned to Winston, Winston Mosley, who said nothing. Tartaglia called in detectives John Carroll and Mitchell Sang, and they noticed scabs on Mosley's hands and accused him of killing Kitty. Mosley replied that he had and confirmed information that only the murderer would know. Mosley had spotted Kitty at a traffic light while he sat in his parked car and then followed her home. He had been driving around Queens looking for a victim, but gave no motive for the attack. Mosley was married with three children and had no prior record. Oh, God. Later interrogations would have Mosley confess to several other rapes and two other murders, those of Annie Mae Johnson and Barbara Kralik. Mosley was sentenced to death on June 15, 1964, but in 1967, his sentence was reduced to life in prison. Mosley died in jail on March 28, 2016, at 81 years old. Isn't that bananas? 2016. Um, on March 27, 1964, the New York Times ran an article titled 37 Who Saw Murder Didn't Call the Police, alleging that multiple neighbors heard or witnessed Kitty's murder but did nothing to help her. The newspaper followed the article up the next day with an analysis speaking to several experts on the psychology of why people would choose not to get involved. Later in the year, this information was adapted into a book called 38 Witnesses, The Kitty Genovese Case. The New York Times coverage has been criticized for numerous factual errors and accused of contriving a social phenomenon for sensationalistic purposes. The phenomenon, called the bystander effect, um, attempts to explain why someone witnessing a crime would not help the victim. Psychologists um, made their career, these two psychologist guys, um, made their careers studying the bystander effect and have shown in clinical experiments that witnesses are less likely to help a crime victim if there are other witnesses. The crowd, yeah. Yeah, the more witnesses, the less likely any one person will intervene. Decades following the murder, a journalistic movement began to correct the misinformation perpetuated by the New York Times stories. In 2004, journalist Jim Rassenberger wrote an article for the Times debunking the claims of the 1964 reporting. In 2015, Genevieve's younger brother, Bill, produced and narrated the, document, the documentary The Witness, which lays out the case against the Times reporting in strong terms. The Witness is streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, 
Only two neighbors have been shown to behave at the time of the murder in the way the Times claimed 38 people did. One of those was Carl Ross, the neighbor who... The guy that said that. <laughs> no, the neighbor who was consoling Marianne with the oh. alcohol. Oh. Intoxicated that night, Ross heard noises and after deliberation cracked open his door to investigate. He saw Kitty laying on the ground, still alive and attempting to speak, and Mosley stabbing her. He shut the door and called a friend to ask what to do. Oh, my God. The friend said not to get involved. Ross eventually climbed out of his window and went to a neighbor's apartment. <gasps> out the window. He called the police after hearing Sophie, who found uh, Kitty, call for someone to do so. Ross's explanation, I didn't want to get involved, became the famous tagline of the bystander effect. Yeah. The murder of Kitty Genovese is credited as is credited as one of the factors that pushed the emergency 911 system into place. It became the national emergency number in 1968. Wow. That's not that old. No. No. But yeah, if you think about, I I think the basic psychology of it is if you're in a group setting like that and something goes down, you think someone else will take care of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. And if you, if you, if it was a one-on-one thing, you're helping that person because the perception is that nobody else is going to help. Mm-hmm. Or you're peeking your head out the door and, you, and then you're hanging or shutting the door and it going, what do I do? I don't want to get fucking stabbed too. Well, you and get also, out of there, don't get involved. <laughs> that guy's hammered too. They said he was fucking inebriated. True. So it, you're not making clear decisions at that point anyways. But yeah. Oh man. Can you imagine though being that Kyle Ross and having to live with that for your whole life? Like witnessing right. that you happen. Saw, you, you, I bet he's probably. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but anyway. Probably. Yeah, I, I looked into that too because. It happened on Friday. It happened. Yeah. So. Um, We're on the same like wavelength. I'm glad I did too. Because, well, you didn't want to <laughs> say <laughs> your fucking did, shine. I did. Well, like, she's like, I have um, the, some some history of Friday of the number 13. And I said, well, I also did the history of the number 13 and then I did something else too, but yeah, um, that one was, that was good. Yeah. Oh, just just, to be, the fucked up part of that story to me, the most fucked up part to me is parents saw a murder happen in the street, decided to get the fuck out of there and then moved to what Connecticut or something like that. Mm-hmm. Kitty stays back, gets murdered in the street mm-hmm. 10 years later. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, and the fact that she was. She was getting assaulted. A neighbor yelled out the window. Yeah. The attacker left, and she continues to, like, where she's thinking she's going to be safe, safe and somebody's going to help her. And he comes back 10 minutes later to finish the job. Like, who? The ball's on that guy, right? Yeah. Like, what the and heck? Dude, no priors. Husband, a father to two or three, he, whatever he, he said. probably like, could have been a serial killer eventually because. Yeah. yeah and totally. that's the scariest people. Yeah. The people that will just randomly knock people off for no fucking reason is crazy. Um, there was something else like CNN or whoever reported on that 38 number got taken a task pretty hard because mm-hmm. they're like, no, there wasn't near that many people. But at the end of the day, if that prompted the whole national 911 thing, like it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Ended up, you know, something positive. Came of it. Yeah. yeah. What you got, Doge? Did that like take place on Friday the thirteenth? Yeah, she was killed on Friday the thirteenth. Oh, 
1964. Well, mine's from like 2016, but I don't. Well, think so it what? We're just doing creep show. Fine, can... fine. Uh, Craigslist killer once kept sex slave chained in basement. There we go. All right. This is Hold fucked on, up. Let me get my lotion. It's right up Matt's alley, <laughs> dude. It's fucked. All right, all right. Uh, Wyoming, Michigan. Okay, I don't like that. Shortly, I don't like that. <laughs> two states. <laughs> That's like a serial a city killer state, having two like states. three names. Yeah. Right? All right. Shortly before he tortured and killed a young pregnant woman, Craigslist killer Brady Allstrike kept another woman chained in his basement as a sex slave. Police reports. The woman escaped his house on Taft Avenue. She said Brady kept chains around her neck and was obsessed with using a taser on her. Ew. She initially thought this was part of a bondage role-playing thing, but began to fear for her safety. It gets <laughs> fucked up. All right. Wyoming Adam's police... tone is what's getting me. I'm not laughing at the story. Uh, like, I'm a news person. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Wyoming police on... Wednesday, November 2nd, released police reports in the July 2014 killings of Brooke Slocum, 18, and Charles Opner, 25, in response to the Freedom of Information Act requests. It's kind of weird. Slocum. What a great uh, last name. <laughs> way better than Fascom. Yeah. Uh, Ostrich 31 shot and killed himself as police closed in during a July 17th, 2014th, Vehicle chase. <laughs> mm, July 17th, so, Friday the 13th, whatever. So he was the Craigslist killer, the guy who killed himself. Yes. Well, we got to figure out how this is going to happen. Okay. okay. He abducted. And I, I hate to say that this murder in the beginning is over is is overshadowed by something else. Um, He, he abducted and tortured Slocum, who was eight months pregnant, Ugh. over the course of five days before he killed her. Met the couple at a park. Uh, was corresponding to Craigslist. Uh, he said he'd pay him for sex. Weeks earlier, he had developed another relationship with a woman he met on Craigslist. The woman, or the woman, had placed a personal ad uh, seeking friendship and sex. She also described sexual activity uh, that was blacked out in the police reports. Uh, Osterk responded to her uh, within an hour, and she had received twenty-seven other inquiries. Her and Ostrich shared emails and telephone numbers. She told Ostrich she lived in cold water but wanted to move. He said, you can move in with me. Mm. What a nice guy. In mid-2014, he drove to cold water. He asked the woman if she would ride back in a suitcase. She found the request strange but thought it was part of the kinky sexual act she agreed to. Oh, my God. After two hours, the car stopped. No. She believed that Ostrich drugged her. He opened a zipper and sprayed something in the suitcase. Oh she was groggy. He carried her in the suitcase into the house. He asked her to be his sex slave, she told police. She saw several security cameras, including one in the bathroom. The cameras were for security, he said. Uh, he told her he was a paranoid guy. <laughs> he showed her a gun. He put it to her head. He then put a metal chain attached to the basement floor around her neck. She agreed to his demand that they have sex. He ignored her uh, request to stop. Under duress, of course. Well, yeah, she's chained up to the floor. So the living conditions. What is she going to say? So the living conditions uh, in the home were deplorable. The kitchen was 
disgusting expired food in the refrigerator, sticky floors, piles of clothes. She spent two days making it livable. Dang. When Ostrix left for work, he would chain her by the neck. Once she said she was sick and asked him not to chain her up, he shocked her with a stun gun. He held the taser under for 20 seconds. It was his ultimate fantasy, police report said. She said she feared for her life. On June 19th, one was free, and she called 911. It is unclear what happened after that, but she went to f- uh, facilities for a week, refusing contact with Ostrich uh, before she moved into a domestic violence shelter. She then agreed to meet Ostrich for lunch. What? Oh, fuck this girl. He sweet-talked her into moving back into his home. <laughs> She went back to the basement, man. Uh, you know what? I'm guessing uh, her has, name is not released. She has yeah, major mental too. issues, if that's the case, and, I, and then that sucks. And then she isn't the one that got fucked. killed. It was, uh, it was right. one that came in, you know what I mean? Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Basically, at the at the end of it, it says, you know, the woman was described that had a sweet side that Brady, or that Brady could portray and believe the two had a strong relationship, including some sexual-type bondage role-playing. Described him as a gun addict and on several occasions showed her multiple guns and threatened to kill her multiple times. Uh, the woman told police that she met his parents and had Sunday dinners with them at the Golden Corral restaurant. Oh my, this is unbelievable. Well, have you yeah. seen that chocolate fountain? <laughs> I mean, um, I'd endure a lot of this stuff just to go see that fucking deity that is the chocolate fountain. The parents did not visit his home. <laughs> Yeah, why is no um, serial killer ever like a Michelin-rated chef? She said... It's always like there's all kinds of shit in that fridge. A sex room in the basement, uh, when she did not listen to him, she was forced to sleep in a locked, wired dog kennel. She left at the end of the month. Ostrick beat her badly, punching, kicking her, and whipping her, but did not lock uh, lock her up. She told police about the assault, but did not want to pursue criminal charges. That also Stockholm raised, syndrome or something. There's something yeah. weird yeah. going on. There. So I saw that one on like a Ugh. like an internet. Like, look at these. I feel cr- like I need a shower. Look at these crazy uh, uh, serial killers, and it was like fast paced, like video footage, like the Degeneration X entrance video. Break it down, dude. It shows this guy setting up the chains in the basement with the dog kennel. Oh, because he had video cameras everywhere. Yes, it doesn't show. There's only one thing in the bathroom, and it, the, the house is gross and everything like that. It's him getting ready to meet those those first two, and he's like getting dolled up, dude. And like the man who pees in jars in his house and is fucking disgusting finds it necessary to you know throw a Q-tip in the old ear and get ready for the night. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! What a f- creep! And he killed show. himself. Yeah, he has a police smoked in. Yep. Fucking too easy. Coward's way out. Yeah. Yes. Too easy. Yuck. Ugh. That's nasty. That was a. That's a. That's I can't gross. believe she went back. I can't. Yeah, you know I, what? I'm coming back. I missed you. <laughs> he sweet talked me. Yeah. That was the words yeah. used. Why don't we well, go to the Golden Corral to meet your folks? That's a. You know, a I'm lot a brunch of times, gal. like. She, I'm People sorry, but who are in abusive oh, relationships yes, it, won't even it, leave because true. yeah, it's going to be and something die. like this. If you're signing up to be like, well, pff, he asked me to travel in a suitcase. I I think that's just part of the sexual nature of this. Like your your self esteem is fucking below ground level. Like yeah. you're 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 
I don't know. There's some mental problems there. Oh yeah, for sure. And to, yeah, that's that's fucked. That is fucked. Yeah. All right, oh, Daddy. My goodness. Well, I have some facts about Friday the Thirteenth, the film franchise. Yes. Do you want to do that first, and then I also will will finish it off on just like why is Friday the Thirteenth uh, such a superstitious day? Yeah, I like okay. it. All right, um, so some facts about the film franchise. Um, the original screenwriter, Victor Miller, was calling it, <laughs> this movie was almost called Long Night at Camp Blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like three months before it came out. Long Night at Camp Blood. Yes. Well, that's what the old crazy guy says in the first one when they're like stopping to town and he's like all in the gas station and he's like, do you know that I think I've only headed? seen the first one one time? Because it was fairly boring. It sucked. Well, he like, says long night at no, camp. No, he, oh. says, he calls camp blood, though. Yeah, he calls it camp blood. Oh, interesting. Like and I've I guess that, a that lot of times. Victor Miller, that screenwriter, I guess, hates all of the sequels. Like He's like, this is not supposed to be. Jason was not supposed to be. He was an innocent boy that was killed. He was not supposed to be. A murderer, you know, whatever. I don't know. It was supposed to be a basically a, a Norman Bates thing. Well, it was right? basic. No, it no, was actually because of his mom, right? It was a cheap knockoff of Halloween. Oh, is what they said. Um, and they wow. basically, yeah, they basically yeah, but the said the mom is the killer in the first one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. For Pamela. revenge, for the camp counselors, or let Jason let her son drown. drown. So, in the Halloween sense, it's just a slasher. That's what you're saying, right? Well, I'm just saying what I read about this, and I didn't put every fact. There was like 20 of them. I only put the ones that I thought were decent. But basically, it was just a, a cash grab, and it was supposed to be just like a Halloween knockoff. Halloween comes out in what, 78 or 70, you know, and this, was, this comes out in 1980. It was just like, let's just make a slasher movie because that one made. Yeah, so the, the reason I said it was, um, the reason I thought it was a knockoff of like Psycho. Mm-hmm. It's because you find out that Norman is his mom, yeah right. Did Psycho come out later. When you decide, no way earlier, no earlier. Yeah, yeah. So when you saw Friday the Thirteenth for the first time, did you know it was his mom in the first, or did you think we're getting the the, the hockey mask? Well, or, I or, assume or that Sarah's it's old enough to watch an, uh, a movie like that in 1980, right? Like you probably saw it. How old do you think she is? I'm just saying. I was five in 1980. Shit. Well, guess what? <laughs> I was five. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> if this helps. <laughs> part three comes out in like 1984 or whatever. And I remember watching that. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel I probably watched it relatively young. Yes. We all watched these yeah. things when we were really young. Is that the one Feldman? Is that Tommy? No, I don't think so. All right, back to the list. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you just made the list. Um, Camp Crystal Lake is actually Camp Nobi Bosco, which is a fully operational camp that still exists. Fuck that um, the crew were granted access after campers left for the summer in 1979. It's a Boy Scouts of America camp in Hardwick, New Jersey. Nice. And I think they, they have a lot of like little trinkets and stuff like still left there from Yeah, the, I bet you can go there and get a picture taken and something shit. like that. Um I didn't put this in the li- in the list, but I guess Lou Reed has a farm had a farm oh. like right up the road and he heard about these guys like making this 
indie. Basically, this was like an independent film almost. Well, Kevin Bacon in it. Yeah, who was not yeah. even known at that time. No, I mean, that's, that's right. so crazy. Um, He heard about these young, crazy kids making a movie down the road from him, and he goes and like plays a concert for him and shit on the set. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Just got to take a walk read on the it? wild side. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Two things. I thought when you started saying Lou, uh, for some reason, I had heard Lou. Lou Bega. No. Mambo number five. <laughs> Rigno. <laughs> the fucking Hulk shows up. Who's making all this that's noise? Fantastic. Then the second thing was, <laughs> you said bacon is in the first yeah. 13th. Oh, remember he gets stabbed from underneath with the knife? Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's in a bed in yes. the first Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Yes. Not the worst thing to spend in his bed since. You <laughs> yeah. take Freddy any day Fantastic. over <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, film critic Gene Siskel hated it so much when he reviewed it. This is the first film for the Chicago Tribune. Siskel dropped a huge spoiler with no warning. Then gave the address of the actress who played Jason Voorhees' mother, wow. Betsy Palmer. Oh, that's a bitch move. Presumably to send hate mail. He didn't actually give the exact address. He said, he basically, the quote was like, she's from this little podunk town, blah, blah, blah. If you, I'm sure if you sent a letter to general mail there, it would find its way to what her. What a dick. I know. He is a dick. He is a dick. Um, Palmer, the actress that played Voorhees' mom, Palmer, um, Admitted she didn't really want the part. Horror movies were not her thing. But her car had taken a shit, and she banked $10,000 to learn the part, and so she did it. Oh, my God. She did a good job, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, she always reminded me of, like, a really famous actor. Like, um, Mama Cass, or I don't know. Like, didn't she, like, I I always thought it was somebody else until you just said that. Like, um, oh. like a, a renowned Like, renowned she actress. went on to be... No, I don't know. Um, she had a film career prior to that, but I think she was in the Downey Dumps at that time. It was uh, porn. No, Sarah. <laughs> um, body counts in the house. Jason has done a ton of killing over the course of the franchise. 167 murders to be exact. Uh, the death toll ranges from a paltry 10 kills in part two to... Wow. 28 kills in Jason X, which I never saw, but that's one where Jason's in space. You've seen that one? Jason in space. Why do you kill more people in space? In space? <laughs> like, you think it would be very low? Just on the odds. The population would be very eyes, low exactly. in space. Like, 10 and 2 is pretty strong. Like, we got to go big. 10 and 1 also, well, but how he many... didn't do the killing in that. Right, his mom. Yeah. Right, that's what I was going to say. Because doesn't she even, like, pre this movie, after Jason dies, doesn't she kill everybody at the camp? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's but, in the bag. She's got the bag. Yeah, no, he has the bag in two. Oh. In he one, doesn't get the mask until three. It's pre-one, because after he dies at the camp. No, one... Jason's dead in one. From the yes. jump. Yes. I'm just saying Sorry. that you flash back yeah, to she what a flashback. That's right. Yeah. And doesn't she kill? I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. she was already psycho off the jump. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, make fun of my boy. Another a note about the killings. Um, the blondes always seem to survive. Yeah. Um, not sure if it just happens that way or that the lead is cast as a blonde or what, but from the first to the tenth film, the blonde always survives. 
Though sometimes the survivor gets it in the next movie. Remember, what's her name? Alice survives yeah. in the first one. She bites it like first scene of part two. Yeah. I was like that. I like when a sequel continues. Yeah. Friday the 13th was really good about that, especially for the first like five. Yep. Like it would almost end and it would pick up like right there. Yep. I almost preferred like Friday the 13th to Halloween and it was probably one of my favorite. Yeah. We always liked those. And Nightmare on Elm Street was fucking scary. It was more scary. Yeah. Because of the. Freddy and the kids and. It's it's genius because it's like. I'm I'm not camping at Camp Crystal Lake, so I'm fine. Your right. ass needs to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> everybody and has to sleep. When and that's when Freddy. Freddy gets you. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jason Voorhees is synonymous with the franchise, but his name was not always Jason in that original script. Pamela Voorhees' dead son was named Josh. Josh Voorhees. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? But if it was Josh instead of Jason, it would. I mean, you know, it's just because. Yes, it's because. Gunther Walter, Matt. This is is Gunther Walter. You're right. You're right. We probably, we wouldn't know any different. But like Jason Voorhees, it's the two syllable, two syllable, like just rolls off the tongue. Uh, I don't know, but it was almost Josh. Part three, which I liked a lot. That's the one where um, he gets that like, so that's the first one where he gets the hockey mask. Um, is it he, like on a farm? Yes. Okay. He rolls into town on the farm. Uh, he also like kills a bunch of bikers in yes, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bikers. He does. Yes. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that movie knocked off E.T. for the top spot in the box office in August of 1983. Good on them. And was second only to Poltergeist as the top horror flick that year. Wow. Yeah. What's weird. I looked up like I wanted to know Rotten Tomatoes score on these. Do you? The, <laughs> the first one is the only movie that's certified for not certified. It's fresh at like sixty four percent. Every other flick and part three, which I liked probably the best, was the lowest at like six <laughs> percent. But the audience score was like fifty. I don't know. That's lower than Jason in space. Yeah. Well, man, yeah, I think it was. I think I looked at all of them. Huh. Uh, real life Jason Voorhees? Question mark. Kane Hutter. Um, if you're a big fan of extreme metal, Adam, are you? There's a chance you've heard of the Finnish band called Children of Bodom. Yep. Uh, that's not a yeah. random bad band name. It um, isn't. No, it's an uh, it's an ode, if you will, to the Lake Bodom massacre. Uh, the massacre didn't happen on the Friday the 13th. It happened on June 5th, 1960. Four teens were camping on the picturesque shores of Finland's Lake Bodum, an area that has a very Camp Crystal Lake kind of vibe. Sometime during the night, a knife-wielding psycho went through three of the kids like a buzzsaw, Jesus bludgeoning Christ. the victims for good measure. And there were multiple suspects over time, including the delightfully named... Hans Ass Man. <laughs> He's like, Josh is bad. <laughs> Hans Ass Man, you guys. Not so afraid I, of him at all. So I looked into this. It was basically like, I think it was. I didn't know uh, children bowed him that's what that meant. Yeah, so there's four, there's four kids, remember. Three of them were killed. Right. One got the away. fourth one, they found, and he had like fractures in his face. Ugh. But ultimately, they think he's the one that did it all. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, 
There wasn't enough meat on the bone because of, originally that was going to be my story once I stumbled onto this. But no, they think that, so he, I think he was like 18. There was like two 14-year-olds, two 18-year-olds or something like that. And it was two boys and two girls. And they were camping. Uh. And um, I think one of them was a couple. And they're like, the weird thing is all the attacks came from outside of the tent inward. But they think what happened was he got into it with the other dude and they were fighting and maybe he, it went too far, and that's why he's all fucked up, too. Um, maybe he killed that guy and then just killed the two girls or something. I don't know, but it's fucked up. But uh, I, I know that name. I'm gonna to, I'm gonna Children to, of Bodom. Yeah, I've heard it, too. To, I'm going to have to ask Swati. He's the death metal, he's the death metal guy. Kind of sewer. Right. Um, so then I also looked up some just general, like, Friday the 13th. Why is it such a... Uh, why are we scared of it? You know what I mean? 13's obviously always been pegged as kind of an uh, unlucky number. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a feared and superstitious day. There are negative thoughts surrounding both the number 13 and as weird as it sounds, Friday. Friday yep. Which I always look at as like, fuck yeah. Bonus. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> um, on the flip side, 12 is considered by many lucky. to be a perfect number. Yep. 12 months in a year, yeah. 12 zodiac signs, 12 hours on a clock, 12 days of Christmas, 12 eggs in a carton, 12 packs of beer. <laughs> I yeah, added that last one. 12 cans of beer. <laughs> 12 cans of beer in a pack. Um, so this superstition, like many other things, goes back to like biblical times. Um, 13 guests attended the Last Supper, one of which was Judas, who uh, betrayed Jesus. Um, couple that with the fact that Jesus was crucified on a Friday also, oh, yeah. also plays into it. Right. Um, they say that the day that a, that Eve gave Adam the apple was a Friday, was a Friday. Um, as was the day Cain killed Abel yep. was a Friday. Jesus. And I think Lyle <laughs> Menendez killed his mom. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. Um, wasn't it? Weren't they brothers? Lyle and Eric Menendez. Dude, yeah. I just heard something nuts about that. You did? Yeah, they're like in the movie industry. Oh, they are. They're out now and shit, right? No, not yet. Do you remember that? They're, uh, that ship they're, from prison. they're still. There's a basketball card. Did you hear about this? So after they killed their parents, they went to like a Lakers game, and like the next year, the tops cards come out or whatever, and there's a pick. Like one of the players, you can see the Menendez brothers sitting courtside, and it's like a sought-after baseball card yes. or a f- one basketball of, card. One of them before this shit happened. Uh, the dude from the Eurythmic, Eurythmic, yeah. sweet dreams. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, we were gonna do." God, he was, he was in. Oh, it was like music video shit. Because he is in Tom Petty's. Uh, he being who. The uh, guy uh, from the, the Eurythmics. Yes. Okay. So it's him and Annie Lennox, right? Yes. And he is the uh, fucking on top of the the mushroom smoking that don't come around here no more. That shit. Uh. He's like, Tom, you need to do a fucking music video. We got one. It's awesome. And it's blowing up. And Tom's like, all right. And then cut to like, he was on an interview I heard the other day. And he goes, yeah, uh, you know, it's like messing with our label at that time was one of those fucking... Menendez guys. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. they're fucking right. I, I hope I'm not mixing that up, but I'll look into it. Either way, I like the story. Um, <laughs> what else we got? <clears throat> One in four Americans have admitted to having superstitions. 10% of them have a fear of Friday the 13th. And this causes chaos on the economy. 
The phenomenon causes an estimated $800 million in revenue loss annually as people avoid marrying, traveling, or even in some cases working on Friday the 13th. They're just too freaked out. Um, Every calendar year will have at least one Friday the 13th and as many as four. Damn. Um, really? Yes. The longest you can avoid it is 14 like, months. I suppose. It's like leap year, right? Little trick. If a month starts on a Sunday, you will have a Friday the 13th. Mm. And if February has it, March has it for sure because they like coincide. Um, huh. Fear of the number 13 is called Triske. Oh, I know how to pronounce it. All right. Triscuit. Let me try it first. And then I'm you a say chicken it, right? and a biscuit what? guy. Triscuit cap phobia. Um, let me just find it in my notes. Triscuit cap phobia. Um, I miss Rick Boogs, oh, Matt. Me too. Get well soon, Rick. It's Triscuit dickaf- cap phobia. <laughs> dickaf- phobia. <She> herself. <laughs> It's it's wait it's spelled triscada cophobia. We've spent I don't know dicophobia. All right, the fear of penis. It's triscadicophobia. Okay, triscadecophobia. Yes, yes. Woo, we got there. Um, Folks that suffer from this phobia do whatever they can to steer clear of that wretched number. Um, High rise buildings and hotels often skip the twelfth to the fourteenth floor. Um, Often. Often, um, have you ever seen from one? the twelfth to the fourteenth floor? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a fucking hotel room. Be honest, there. I'll be honest with you. I have not been in many buildings that would have thirteen floors. I've never seen one. That fucking weirds me out. I don't. We can go on a attention. search. I don't know. Extreme cases such as Austrian American composer Arnold Schoenberg went to greater lengths to avoid number 13. He omitted numbering the 13th measure in a bunch of his later works, substituting it with a notion 12A instead of 13. Hmm. Um, He was also reportedly deeply afraid of dying on a year or at an age that was multiple of 13. Hmm. Like you can pick. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So he turned going out this year. He turned 76. Which was not a multiple of 13, but a colleague suggested it would be an unlucky year because 7 plus 6 equals 13. Oh, shit. Uh, Indeed, Schoenberg did pass away on that year on Friday the 13th (gasps) of July, 1951. This is what happens when you worry too much about shit. I know. Damn. Um, A number of traumatic events have occurred on Friday the 13th, including the German bombing of Buckingham Palace probably were after all that Shasta Cola. Yeah, man. Uh, in 1940, the murder of Kitty Genovese, which Sarah um, talked about earlier. That was 1964 in March. A cyclone killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh in 1970. Mm-hmm. The disappearance of a Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes Mountains on October 13th, mm. 1972. R.I.P. The death of rapper Tupac Shakur, September 13th, 1996, and the crash of the Costa Concordia cruise ship mm-hmm. off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people, and that was in January of 2012. Um, Isn't there still a missing plane that from like five years ago we still haven't figured out? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of fucked up shit there. Do you guys... 
dial anything back on the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth? No. Me neither. I do have a buddy of mine, uh he's a coworker of mine, uh, that's taking a vacation and he is flying somewhere, but he's leaving on Friday the thirteenth. Oh boy. And I said, Hey, did you get a break on the airfare? Like and he's like <laughs> <laughs> he kinda like laughed. I'm like, No, I'm serious because I just read this article about how nobody wants nobody to travel. Flies. Like, yeah. Did you go back in? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, Well, did you, you might do have. the thirteen club? No, I did read about the 13 Club. Go ahead. What's that? And then um, I got a palate cleanser. In the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain William Fowler sought to remove the enduring stigma surrounding the number 13, and particularly the unwritten rule about not having 13 guests at a dinner table. That goes back to the Last Supper thing. Yep. I'm all worried about the fucking hotel shit, but go ahead. I don't Uh have 13 friends, so I don't have to worry about it. By founding an exclusive society called the 13 Club. The group dined regularly on the 13th day of the month in room 13 of the Knickerbocker Cottage, a popular watering hole Fowler owned. Before sitting down for a 13-course dinner, members would pass beneath a ladder and a banner reading, Moritori Te Saluda Mas. I don't like this. Latin for, those of us who are about to die, salute you. Um, former Four former U.S. presidents, Arthur Cleveland, Harrison, and Roosevelt, would join the 13 club's ranks at one time or another. Really? Wait, you said four presidents? Mm-hmm. You only named three. Oh, Arthur, Arthur Cleveland. Arthur Cleveland, Harrison, thought, and Roosevelt. Oh, Arthur Cleveland was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like a secret society. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They don't fucking have 13th floors in hotels. They that's do. Weird. It's just called the 14th. Yeah. Um. They don't acknowledge 13 <laughs> They don't. And that's weird. <laughs> All right. Um, Mitch Hedberg, deceased oh, yeah. comedian, oh, uh, yeah. has a nice little um, 13 joke. So I thought I'd put it at the end of the episode. Anything else from you guys? No. No. All right. Well, you guys have a great Friday the 13th. Hope nothing fucking Good up happens luck. to you. But if it does, please reach out and let us know and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Means unlucky number, right? Well, then so should the letter B be, because B looks like a scrunched together 13. <laughs> Hello, what is your name? Bob, get the fuck away! <laughs> if 13's unlucky, then 12 and 14 are guilty by association. <laughs> I saw you 12, you were hanging out with 13. No, I wasn't, I was with 11. You talked to 14 about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say, 14? Me divide by 2 equals 7. All right, I was with 13. <laughs> <laughs> Love that shit. He does talk about, I cut it off prematurely early. Or I started after, but he does say something about the hotels don't have a 13th floor. He's like, yes, it is. It's just, it's just, it's just he's like, jump out the window. You will die earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and if I knew Adam was going to really be hung up on that, I would have loved oh, it. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening. We love you.